Hello, Text Talkers. Edwin here. I have a brief announcement before we get into the actual episode today. Andrew and I just want you to know that in order to make sure all episodes post on time and without missing any, we have to record these weeks in advance. That's why we don't talk about any current events, including the COVID-19 pandemic. Since we never know what the state of things will be on the day the episodes actually air, we just focus on the text we're talking about. However, we want you to know that we are obviously aware of the state our communities, country, and world is in. We are not ignoring or dismissing it. We are concerned. We are praying for you, for all our brothers and sisters, and for our fellow man in this difficult time. That being said, what better thing can we do while we and our families are practicing some social isolation than to talk about God's Word? So, keep us in your prayers, and we'll keep you in ours, and let's get today's episode started. Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see, I will So glad that you've tuned in today. What text are we looking at, Edwin? We're going to back up again to Acts chapter 6. This time I'm going to read verses 1 through 4. It is still from the English Standard Version. Now, in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. We highlighted this problem on Monday, just right. a couple of days ago, and right. talked about, you know, here's this struggle with, up to this point, the kingdom of Christ had been succeeding where the kingdom of Israel had failed. There was no needy among them because they were selling goods, laying it at the apostles' feet, and it was mm-hmm. being distributed from there to everyone who had need. Now we've got to fly in the ointment. And I, I don't think it's purposeful. I don't think the apostles were no, 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 no. struggling with race or, or trying to put off those Hellenists. Right. I think what we've got is it's like plate spinning. Have you ever seen one of those plate spinners? Sure. You know, so so you set up the stick, you start spinning a plate, and you set up another stick, and you spin another plate, and you set, you're giving me this look like, yeah, Edwin, I've heard of that, but but maybe not. Well, we love vaudeville. Okay, good. You have heard of that. <laughs> Just making sure. Okay. Well, the problem is that what happens is eventually you have to go back and keep all those plates spinning, you can't set up another one right? until finally there's a point where there's too many going at a time, one of them falls off. Sure. And that's what I'm seeing here. It's kind of like the problem of plate spinning. The apostles have got all these plates spinning, and it's finally hit a point where they just can't keep up with everything that's going on, and now a plate has fallen. So now there's a lesson for priorities and roles. Priorities and roles. We said on Monday that we were going to be talking about what their actual solution was, and that's what I want to look at here. Their actual solution can be summed up in a word, and it's teamwork. It's we're a team, and a team is not made up of everyone doing everything. A team is made up of people who recognize, here's my role, here's my specialization, I am going to do as well as I possibly can at that. But there's somebody else that has a different role. That's what I'm seeing here. Are you with me on that? Are you seeing that also? I certainly. I guess I was thinking of the word delegation. That's okay. where my that's where my mind went. Explain but, that. Talk about that. Well, just the idea that the apostles are uh, given this authority by the Lord. They're setting this church in order, and so now instead of them doing everything as the only go-to leaders, uh, they see a place to empower others. 
appoint others to do some of these other tasks. And setting them over the task, I think, is really important here. It's not... We have to make sure the apostles are not now micromanaging everything these fellows are doing. And, and look, I'm just going to let it out. I know not everybody agrees with me on this, but I'm probably going to say it, so I might as well say it right now. I do think these guys are deacons. At the very least, oh, folks the recognize them. Yeah, yeah, the seven. Uh, the work is called deaconing. Yes, they're, it is. they're men with qualifications who are appointed to the role. It's hard for me not to see that as deacons. I do right. realize that some see this. No, this is kind of getting there, so they'll, they'll often refer to it as like proto-deacons. But right. either way, if I just let that word slip out, I, I just have to admit, that's what I think these guys are. I think they are appointed well, as deacons. I think this is a program of grace, and we'll allow you to use that. <laughs> word. <laughs> I appreciate that, brother. You, you are so, Which is why we call you sweet team. <laughs> so, so we've got these fellas that are appointed to this role of deaconing, of serving, of ministering these tables. And the apostles are saying, here's what we're going to do. Our focus is on preaching and prayer. We're going to minister the word and we're going to pray. Now, that doesn't mean nobody else is praying. Everybody's praying. Doesn't mean nobody else is proclaiming the word. There's lots of people that are proclaiming Looks the word. Looks like Stephen is. But the apostles are saying, this is our emphasis. This is what we have to spend our time yeah. focused on. And and we've gotten to the point now where doing these other things are keeping us away from the thing that is really what we are about. And so we need to find some others who can do that work. And these seven men get chosen. It's just an interesting thing to me that it's come to this place. I'm somewhat sympathetic, uh, honestly, that the apostles find themselves in this situation because with the heart of a leader, and, and Christian leaders especially, we're always wanting to do more. Yeah. And, and feeling like we need to do more. That, that we're never doing enough. Never doing enough. And and that is part of the nature, I guess, of ministry, of, of work in the Lord's kingdom. There is always something else to do. Uh, it's It's... It's hard to realize sometimes somebody else needs to do something. They should do something. It would be better if they would do something. I mean, that's what the apostles, I believe, set forth here. It's it's not just that uh, we've come to this crisis. We have to do something here because we've hit a carrying capacity limit. Uh, They are moved by the Holy Spirit. This is good in the eyes of the Lord. How are we going to develop other Christians? How do we do other service? So, So there's multiple things at play here. Yeah. There, there's one, here's a need that needs to be taken care of, and we've hit this wall, and we can't take care of it, so let's figure out how to take care of it. But secondly, the whole plan was to get more people involved in yes. working. It was never, here's 12 men that are going to do all the work, or uh, with any church, here's one person or a handful of people that do all the work. They're setting the stage for that delegation, that teamwork, that specialization, that finding your role, finding your niche. So all of this is going on at the same time. And in this, we see a model of something that we're going to be taught later um, in the book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter, where we learn about the Lord giving gifts, functions to his church, and he gave some as apostles, prophets, others evangelists and pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, that it's always been the Lord's program, his plan to involve the body. Uh, Leaders have a role in equipping the people to do the work and making sure that they're empowered and able and allowed to do the work. Yeah, I think that passage in Ephesians, if I understand it correctly, is talking about here's these roles, here are these functions, but their role is not to do the work. Their role is to lead and train up and equip others so that the whole congregation, the whole church is doing the work. And that's we see the apostles kind of kicking that off right here. I mean, really, it is. It's it's opening up that, that uh, model right here in Acts 6. And they're pushed into it. 
they're, they're pushed into it. It's the problem. It's the struggle that's come up that helps them move in that direction. So I know you and I have talked before. This the is not prob- the, f- the problem or the opportunity. Th- that's right. Yeah. It's an opportunity. And that, <laughs> that was the whole thing. It became an opportunity because right. it highlighted and demonstrated the shift that was supposed to take place. Yeah. If the problem hadn't occurred, then you might have had the apostles doing all the work for a really long time. But there's a problem that pushes the issue and gets them into this growth mindset. Honestly, I think we're going to see the same thing about the persecution. They were supposed to start in Jerusalem and Judea and go to Samaria and to the remotest parts of the earth. Right. But up until that persecution, they're still in Jerusalem and, and right around that. And that persecution pushes the issue and pushes them out. So we, we see these problems actually are opportunities. They promote the growth. And it's that, a change of perspective that we need to have on that. Now, you and I have talked before. This is not the first time in the Bible that we see this kind of delegation, this kind of recognition of, of needing to make a shift in the structure and how the work is done. You, you were sharing one time with me another example of this, and I think we see a parallel here what, oh, back I, in the Old Testament. Yeah, when you go back to the book of Exodus in the 18th chapter, Exodus chapter 18, and Moses has been appointed by God to lead the children of Israel out of their Egyptian bondage. And he is this one-man leader of a population, probably around 2 million people. And as they're making their way through this wilderness, there's problems in the camp. Judgments need to be made. And so people would come to Moses to settle dispute and gain direction and lead us and help us. And it, it, it makes the point that he would start from sunup till sundown with nothing but a long line of people coming to him for judgment and discretion and leadership. His father-in-law Jethro comes and says, Moses, this is not good. Uh, You're Jeth- going to wear yourself out and yeah. the people. No kidding. No kidding. It's not good for anyone. And Jethro, who seems to be speaking the, the will of God into Moses' life at that time, tells him to choose leading men to settle some of these differences, uh, the things that are just not demanding of his time as the key leader and prophet of God. People can read that in Exodus 18, verses 13 through 22. But where it parallels is the idea of you've got God's appointed leader like the apostles here in Acts 6, but there's other work that can be done by other people, and it's going to be good for them and good for the people of God to allow others to do the work. I'm trying to remember. I, I should have looked this up because I, I knew I was going to be thinking about this. But isn't there also the fact that those fellows that helped Moses, God placed a measure of his spirit upon them as they were leaders and judges? And I think, again, what did we point out here? The apostles lay their hands on these men. And the next thing we notice is now someone other than the apostles are using these miraculous gifts, these signs and wonders. So there's a very similar parallel Striking parallel. Very, very similar parallel to what's going on. But again, we see the idea that nobody is supposed to do everything. Nobody can do everything. I even think about this. The one person in all of human history that could do everything actually delegated the establishment of this kingdom to these apostles. Jesus, the one person in all of history that could do everything, even he chose not to. He did his part. He fulfilled his role. He went to the cross. He was buried. He was resurrected. But then he appointed, he delegated to these apostles to be the witnesses that would raise up this kingdom. And now we see something similar going in. I'm looking at your eyes. I feel like you got something to say. Am I reading that right? Yeah, no, you're right. I'm just sitting here thinking, what has to change? What has to shift in a Moses, in the 12, for them to say, you know what? 
other people should be involved. I should trust other people to do this because sometimes in a leadership role, it's it's hard to trust somebody. It's hard to let something go. You know, it wasn't just the leaders, the apostles that had to trust them. The congregation had to trust them. And sometimes that's the problem. It's the congregation places so much emphasis on the leaders. Here, apostles, it could be elders. Elders in the church. Yeah, elders in the, the church. That, that nobody else is supposed to be doing this, that they're the ones that are supposed to hold on to every bit of it. And, the, and the, it's the congregation. Under Moses, the assembly of the people had to recognize we're going to delegate some of this leadership to these judges. Right. Here, we're delegating some of this oversight to this ministry, this work, the finances here. That's that's what's really shocking. This is this is the finances. This is the collection and the distribution. Right. And it's going to somebody other than the apostles. It's going yeah. to these seven men. The problem was not the funds. And the it's, problem was in the distribution. And they're yeah. going to have to trust. trust. Not, not only are the apostles having to trust, but the congregation. Yeah. having to trust. We're going to talk a little bit more about that tomorrow. Right now, we need to go ahead and wrap up. So I want to encourage you. Uh, we're so thankful that you could be listening today. We'd love to hear from you what you're learning from the text, whether it's in Acts or maybe you have a different place of Bible reading that you're going through now. We'd love to hear about that. Or you have some questions. If you have some questions about Acts that we're not getting to, uh, we, we'd love to talk about that sometime. So We'd love to hear from you. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. You can find that address in the show notes. We'd love to see you sometime. Come join us for any of our assemblies and classes. Uh, again, you can find our website in the show notes, and you can learn more about that. Let's go ahead and wrap up with a prayer, Andrew. Our great God and Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Fathers, we've been reading again from Acts chapter 6, how we find wonderful examples set forth by your leaders, the apostles, their father, their desire is so clear to us that, that they wanted you to be glorified. And there was opportunities for all saints to work and to help in different ways. And we appreciate the lesson here to see about their willingness to appoint and trust men to be about your work. Father, help us to have a, a um, realistic understanding of ourselves. Not only that we might serve you to the best of our abilities, but look for ways that we can uh, allow others to serve and involve others in your great work. For your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Well.